Hello and welcome. 104 episode of the Two Bros Talking Sports podcast. Man, it's been, what, a week and a half since our last record. So we've gone through two Sundays and Mondays. Today is Monday uh, of football. So we got a whole lot to talk about there. We got some weird stuff going on with the Celtics that we're definitely going to touch into. We still have no idea when hockey starts, but we'll, we'll soon find out. They're playing and, games, uh, apparently. Apparently, in Great. baseball, Aaron Judge just can't hit a 61st. I'm a pool um, host, man. I know. So I, I, we'll get into that. First off, this is off the top of my head. I think last episode, I brought up and I asked you about it, and I think I made a statement. I said, Trevor Lawrence not going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. Now, now we, have a, now we have Jaguars sitting up at the uh, top of their division there. Um, and now for any – if there's any chance that we have a Jaguars fan that's listening along, I just want to take a second to apologize for absolutely nothing because I said what I said. And uh, not that I'm, I'm – I, I can admit when I'm wrong um, – but I said what I said. I'm not going to just pretend I didn't say it. I'm owning it, you know? Something they don't do on the old ESPN. No, they really don't. Trevor Lawrence looked good, though, man. They, uh, they smacked the Chargers. They sure did. Um, but, boy, do we have a lot to go over right now. Yesterday was a strange day, I thought, in the NFL world. Um, let's go right at it. Let's, let's get it out of the way. Let's talk about our Patriots because, oh, boy. Um, add is it does insult to injury is that is that phrase mean like you go from an insulting loss to an injury or does that mean like you add because what I want to put that phrase the opposite way saying injury to insult question yeah no no you know what I mean anyways uh both one way or the other you got them both so here's here's so we haven't even talked about Patriots last last game. Right, I don't so think it's even that. worth talking about the Pittsburgh. They look, they look good against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh just is terrible. They grinded it. They grinded it out. They won a game. Pittsburgh is not a good football team. Uh, it should, they're they're just not. Um, but they got the win, and, and you got to win the games when you can, right? So one one, like okay, you got Miami, the Buffalo Bills, gonna duel it out the next week. So you had some hope. You like the Jets of the Jets, and then we come into Baltimore, which, hey, I'll be honest. Got a little pick them right from from Doc's Tavern there. I picked Baltimore because Baltimore was from a sports fan. It is clear to me that Baltimore was the best team. From a fan of the Patriots, I was hoping and hoping and hoping that they would figure something out. And I thought that they did what they needed to do on defense all game long until the very end, and that was because of the Patriots' offense. Um, you know, Aguilar. Aguilar can't hold on to a football, man. You could just see it too. He was oh, running. You saw like, it coming. It's gonna happen. He's gonna right from behind. I was just hoping so, he kicked it out of bounds. Uh, oh, it was very close too. But it's one of those ones where it's like, if I'm thinking it, it's gonna happen. Um, and uh, it, they just couldn't. I don't know. They got some drives going. They had some little success on the ground, but they just couldn't finish a drive early. Um, it was cool to see some plays by Parker. Um, if anything, I feel like but forcing him the ball, but that's neither here nor there. Well, that was that's. I mean, that's not even a feeling. That was absolutely what was going on. And I mean, four of Mac Jones' five interceptions have been directed towards Parker's throws. Yeah, and so I mean that that was happening. But their defense. I mean, you're going up against Lamar 
Jackson and, and, and you expect him to get his yards. You expect him to get his, but I thought they played a great defensive game against them to limit, right? As best as you could. And then it just got away from him. Yeah, at the four end, touchdowns right? and one rushing touchdown. It's not, not great. I mean, he, he, he's incredible, isn't he? He's so good. He's gotten so much better as a pocket passer. So much. And, um, I mean, that was cool to see. I, 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 I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him to have a stellar season, to just do this all year long, to prove that. It's like, hey, put my name up there, top the quarterback, demand that money, get that money, <clears throat> maybe sign with the Patriots. Um, but anyway, so what, what can we go over after this? So, and, then, and then if you didn't get to a chance to watch this game, last play of the freaking game. Of course, it's the last one. It's yep. always the last rep. Um, I thought Mac was done for the year. I thought that that twist of the ankle got up to his knee and he's wearing a brace up there for a reason. Um, I thought that's like, oh, this is bad. Now, that being said, it's not as bad as I thought it might have been. It is a high ankle sprain and they can give you the most broad, open window because you don't severe, know. Severe high ankle sprain, whatever that means. It's, which means there's probably bone bruising and there's probably, it's going to be super painful. damage. And and we've seen this before in other you know in that sport, but other sports as well, where it's just yeah, if everything works out great, it's like okay, maybe it could be two weeks, but maybe it lingers the entire rest of the year. It's gonna linger the entire rest of the year, regardless of when he comes back. That's the thing. So do is it Brian Hoyer? Is he still our backup? <laughs> you know what's funny though? Like going into Green Bay, I actually give him a chance. Green Bay is not scoring any points. They won one. They win fourteen no. and twelve. Like they only scored yeah. seven points week one. There's a there is a chance, <clears throat> but that being said, I think on the whole, I'm kind of done with. I'll be honest with you, kind of done with the Bill Belichick head coach experience. Frankly, like whoa, whoa, that's a big you take. Watch your mouth. Honestly, it's dude. It's evident in the first three games, and it's it's something that's going to change. Like the the way the game is played nowadays in the modern NFL, it's kind of left Bill behind. First of all, bringing in Matt Patricia, who's frankly just a douche. Um, like, similar – look at Josh McDaniel's record right now in Las Vegas. Same play calls. What do you got? Third and nine, and we do a draw play just to run a fourth and three flat route that gets stuffed two yards behind. Like, what are we doing? Um, and, I, again, when I say, you know, it's forcing it to Parker, part of me feels like it's being forced to Parker because he's being chosen as the, you know, the, the first option in any of these plays because Matt Patricia was the guy that, like, was on it first, according to Matt Groh to get Parker in. And, you know, Matt did his work there. So now Matt's going to prove he got this guy for the Patriots. When it's like, so are are you, are you are you willing to say that you think this is the Patriots are? I mean, whatever it is, like their coaching staff is just in a position where like you can't teach a old dog new tricks. They're failing I, to I evolve to the game. I, I mean, tell me if you disagree, but like. I fully think, look, part of it comes down to execution. Mac Jones making terrible decisions. Um, two of those interceptions, one obviously at the throwaway in the back of the end zone. I don't know what the hell he was thinking there. I think there was, uh, the I've seen, I don't know if you get into Twitter and watching these videos from some of the guys who cover the team. They break down some of these videos on Twitter and you can see they break down, you know, Mac Jones cover with like, you know, rub the helmet back to like second play that's called in the huddle. And everyone on the right side of the, the formation picks it up and acknowledges it. Parker kind of does like the hands out, like I don't, I don't get it quite, and kind of cuts his route short. But needless to say, Mac Jones doesn't need to just like 
man in his face, huck it back up there, hoping Park continues his route. And the other one, I mean, what down was that? Yeah. That was I don't even know. I don't know how he did. I mean, third down, like you just throw it away, take a field goal. Um, I don't know what he saw on the was it the first interception in Parker, where like the linebacker just came like right underneath and just like almost like a flat throw to a running back. Like I don't know how he didn't see him. Um, like mm-hmm. Mac Jones is better than that. So, well, some of it is on Mac Jones making some poor decision making. A lot of it is still though on the offensive play calling, and I don't understand. Like, why are we not throwing a Hunter Henry anymore? Did we forget that he was good last year? I guess trying to get Hunter Smith more involved. They flipped it, huh? They flipped. Like, what are we doing? Um, You know, we're in the end zone. We get the fucking beautiful catch by Parker down the two. The next play, Mac Jones throws a near pick six because we're doing a rub route. It's like, dude, you have two guys. Did it look like anyone could tackle Ramondre Stevenson behind the line yesterday unless he, like, someone ran into him? That dude is like a bowling ball. I was was about to say – Hand the fucking I was about ball to up. say he was he was looking super elusive and uh, I was surprised that they didn't go more options. I don't with understand him, yeah. the cute like let's do a rub route a rub route and get Harris in the flat. That is the most statistically improbable pass play from the two yard line. Just hand the yeah. fucking ball off and run. I was you know it. it's not it's very unlike and and I mean when we say like or personally when I speak for myself. And say we're not used to seeing the Patriots not capitalize. You know, it's just been the last few years um, since Brady's left. And then, then, then you can say, okay, how much of the holes? Like, maybe there was some incompetent play calling even happening there, right? Maybe there wasn't some coaching evolution taking place there that Brady was able to cover up, which is totally got to be truth. Um, you go to a year with Cam Newton, you're like, well can't really make any evaluation over this. And then you got Mac, who's got some promise last year, and but then a whole weird offseason coaching-wise. Um, but totally, like I – there's two things that I kind of like know. So, one, that that interception, like you were talking about, where he was rolling out, threw off his back foot as he's, like, leaning away. Um, just just throw it away. Get points. You know, it, it's, it's funny because the guy who can actually make any play happen, Lamar Jackson – there's a couple of times where he just did that. And you don't see that often in the game anymore. A lot of these guys do have that ability to stretch out plays, throw up sidearm and like do all these crazy things. So they, they try it and they get themselves, you know, Josh Allen in years past had gotten into some trouble doing that. You know, even Mahomes will get himself last year in that stretch that he had. Um, obviously Mac Jones is not that guy, even though he was running a little bit yesterday. Um, but yeah, like even Lamar, who's like, Hey, he could juke step, all 11 players in one move, uh, just tossing it way out of bounds, taking the next play, living to, living to see another snap, maybe even a, a field goal. Um, it's interesting. Another thing I, I noticed, too, it's like you look around the league. I feel like more, more than ever before, the QB wide receiver relationship is at like a sky high. You know, you're seeing it with Burrow, uh, obviously with Chase, which it's – you know, I think actually got them into trouble the first couple of weeks of not throwing other people. Uh, you're seeing it down in Miami with Waddle. Um, you know, he's a, a go-to, obviously got Hill, but he's a go-to guy. And it's funny to see these like ex-teammates from college now bringing it up there. They've already had Hurts, their establishment. Devontae Smith played together, did they not? No, Hurts and, yeah, Devontae Smith. First, let's get off the pages real quick. Man, if, if you play fantasy and you listen to us, Congrats, because if you have them on your team, because uh, 
he had a hell of a week. I'll tell you, um, if, if the Patriots are going to suck this bad, I'm, I'm rooting for the Eagles in the Super Bowl because they're at least fun to watch, man. They're just going to figure it out, to be honest with you. It, it is a very interesting – and we're about to go around the league right now, so hang in with her. But this is interesting because there really isn't, in my eyes, like a true – like in the past years, few years at least, I can think of like, okay, these are two teams that are expected to make the run. These are the next couple that – you got team, you got a Super Bowl – potential team losing to freaking Colts. You got, you know, uh Bills played like dog shit. The Bills played terrible. The Chargers played terrible. Granted, I know he was gutting it out there. Herbert was gutting out there with a broken cracked ribs and stuff. But um and then you you got the Raiders who suck. You got that remember that division that was supposed to sweep everything? You got Denver's gonna win scoring no offensive touchdowns. Oh Russian. man, I wish I could. I wish I could. Uh, and Russell Wilson won that, that money for nothing. Did you see the tweet? The person put out a tweet that's like, oh, I forget exactly the phrase. It would have made it so much better if I remembered it. But it was like, when Russ be cooking or like Russ stays cooking, it's a picture of like a bowl of like Lucky Charms without the marshmallows, two uncooked hot dogs, and a piece of cheese. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, right side, speaking of that division, again, Patriots' perspective, you know, Josh McDaniels may be available come like midseason the way it's trending for them right now. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is uh, it's probably good to play at least one of your starters in the post offseason, preseason, I mean. Yeah. Denver, like, what are you doing? Um, and then you had some really crummy games. I mean, I mean, San Fran looked terrible too. Like, Jimmy G, Dan Olowski is a happy man. Dan, although Dan's, I did go back and look up his. I forgot about that. His was, was bad. bad. Was his was way worse. He like immediately took a jet to the back. Of the, um, but yeah, Jimmy G, no, no awareness on that play. Um, there's the bu- gross sports. We started watching the Packers Bucks game yesterday. I was like, yeah, I don't really. Mm. Care. I'm mm. glad I didn't watch it. It was a 14 and 12. I am so happy that. The Yankees and Red Sox were on, and that had my attention until that got delayed. Because, first off, it's been I, – I, I know you're not a Yankee fan, but it is pretty cool how the world's just stopping to watch Aaron Judge at bats. You better figure and, the hell out, man. He's running out. I mean, he's got good t- still have time. But. Well, he's got plenty of time. Here's the thing, too. It's like I'm a Yankee fan, and it's like really – I'm like, come on, Judge. Like, figure it out. But they're winning like seven in a row or something. Yeah, exactly. Um so I can't be too mad, and that's what he wants. They're, you watch. He's going to get out of poor Roger Maris' son. Had to be sitting there straight every game. freaking game. He's got to stand up the whole time and then camera on him and can't even hit him. Um, I think they're, he's going to hit one in Toronto here, probably tonight. You watch. He'll hit it. Of course, it happens when he's away. But um, I was so thankful that that game was on so I didn't have to watch other football games because um, there's nothing really that entertaining after the first – the first lineup in my eyes. Um, any other storylines going on? Um, I know Philly looked great, although commanders aren't looking off that hot right now. Um, um, I mean, otherwise, I don't Giant. Giant. You think the Giants got Cowboys tonight? I think so. I think so. I think they do. Not the Giants have bad skill players. They just had terrible coaching, you know? They've um, had some terrible coaching, and they had some tough injury luck in the past couple of years. thousand percent. Um. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about something? Uh, have you ever seen a a, a low back injury like Tua's yesterday? 
Right. It's on the concussion protocol today, apparently. You know, I've had my backs tweak out on me sometimes, but never like made the ground just go sideways very quickly. It's yeah, usually, exactly. But, uh, you know, I'll take, hey, if there is any problem, it's the person who's a third party person. I let him go out on the field. Um, it's an investigation. Anything, anything else around the league? Anything worth? I don't mean. Okay. It's, yeah. It's, it's really early in the year. Yeah. So, so I mean, early. It's well, even from a Patriots perspective, you're both, you know, you got us listening to sports radio and everyone's like, guys falling at Green Bay. And then, you know, you're going to lose four or five against in the division. Like, the season's over. You're at seven losses already. Frankly, I'm here for like a fucking four win season. I would love a top 10 draft pick. This team's not winning. I'm embracing it. What is the point of being no. mediocre? Like, you either are really bad or, you're like, you're a contender. There's no middle ground in the NFL. Now, you always you always take that stance for sure, more so than not, of, like, you might as well just go. And I and I, I agree. Like, if Jones is out four weeks, just go. Like, just go. Lose I get it. We're not – we don't we don't like to say the word tank, but, we're, you know, it happens. Um, I think if he's not there, you know, there's a chance that the team is bad enough to just do it on their own without having to, to go out there with that incentive. But, um, but I think of it not even as you, I know you think of it as like the draft picks to come, right. That will most likely get traded out of, uh, anyways, uh, right. I think of it as like, I'm going to embrace this, this season, man. I'm going to take it. I'm going to feel what it's like. It's going to light me up. Just like, just to know, hey, get get thrown around a little bit. See, see if these players got that character, got that 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 it factor behind them. That's like, hey, we're gonna figure this out. Um, of course, that comes from the, the the coaching staff down, the management down. So, um, hopefully, the right players are put in place. But I wouldn't hate seeing uh, Anderson lining up on our defense side every every day. It'd be nice. There's gonna be teams that are working the Patriots, unfortunately. I think, but. You never know. Again, you never even know what, like, you don't know what these teams are going to look like to reach now in terms of injuries. Every week, this point, like, Rayshon Slater for the Chargers just tore his bicep left tackle. He's out for the year. Like, mm. people get hurt every week. Um, never so, know. You know, we'll see. Lot, lot. And there's no team. I will say, though, on the flip side of not knowing, like, the, you know, sort of the all time favors, there's no real team out there that's, like, so, like, is basically guaranteed the number one. Like, you know how there's always a team the that's so lousy? Like wagon last week, then they lose to the Dolphins by two points. And what was kind right. of a gross game all around. Um, so, yeah, there's no week to week. There's no, like... No, I'm saying on the end of the bottom side of things. Like, oh yeah, there's always a team that's like one team that's going to be lucky to win a game. You know, the Lions forever, Cincy forever, and then Jaguars. Maybe the it's Raiders, like, no. Right now, it's like, okay, apparently a team can – I know, the Raiders. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, maybe we do go too quickly. I, I want to kind of avoid talking about the Cs right yet, but maybe we just go to uh, a little baseball. I just want to kind of catch every – so I did get to go see Albert play San Diego uh, when he was oh. here. Yeah, it was kind of fun. He broke up. It was the most boring game. It was one nothing. Um Snell was throwing some nasty stuff uh, like I haven't seen him all year. But he had the only exciting part was he held a no-hitter until the seventh. And then <laughs> Albert Pujols and the crazy shift they put on him. Hey, next year he would have been out, but he rolls over this 
stupid thing like the other side of the field just dribbles his way out there's no hitters so i'm like oh cool i get to watch a one nothing baseball game um but that was fun and of course it's like the next game he's up in la and he hits two which was really special it's going to show you what's going on i think if you're a fan of the game what's going on with aaron judge is pretty pretty special in its own right for sure um i mean he's gonna do it but it's just – I don't know. It's cool to see the, the change from hitting – you know, getting all the way, hitting to 60, and then now just that that step. And I think he's got it in him. His swing is just – if he just connects on one of them, he's fine. But I get it was in New York, but it was cool, man. Like they said, it was the weirdest thing. People are like cheering. People wanted the – people wanted the, the Red Sox. New York was cheering for the Red Sox in the bottom of the eighth to score or what was it? Top of the ninth. Sorry. Yeah. To score two to tie it up so that Aaron Judge could come up next day. Um, I, you don't see this. This is fun. I, I think this is something that's needed for baseball. And um, if anything, I, with, I mean, I'm watching football. I'm, I'm watching college football and they're every time Aaron Judge is up, they're putting it on a screen and it, it, it just kind of makes me feel like, how do you not give this guy the MVP at this point? Um, yeah. You know, especially since Shohei is not playing any meaningful games. They don't care. You know, it's t- – yeah. Anyways, it's uh, it's kind of a special thing. Uh, are you paying any attention to baseball? Probably not as the Red Sox fan, huh? <laughs> not at all. I probably wouldn't watch uh, any playoff baseball. Maybe I will. Who knows? Yeah. Um, okay, let's, uh, let's keep it rolling. Um, basketball. Okay, so we have to talk about this. It's not much going on. They're kind of getting things ready, training camps of the sort, things like that going on. I think I just saw that they were talking with uh, uh, Durant, talking with uh, – who's the Suns? Why can't I think of his name? The guy in the Suns. Aiden. Yeah, he wasn't didn't seem too happy about his contract. But, like, this is the weirdest – so, first off, it started – we haven't talked since then. Remember you texted me, you're like, you know, Robert Williams deciding to get knee surgery now, probably won't be back till around Thanksgiving-ish. Um, if this, I don't know what was being discussed or anything, but like if this happened two months ago, he would probably be ready for and wouldn't miss any time. So that was the first odd thing because you never know what's going on. You don't know who's giving opinions, all these things. And then – the weirdest news of all, I'm sitting out, actually, I was at the Padres game. You texted me and it was a little delayed because of all the phones and networks around me and stuff like that. But Udoka, like, what's, what is happening? So we hear that there's a casual relationship with staff, which I'm assuming mainly goes against, you know, just, hey, we're paying you millions of dollars. You're the head coach. You have this power, but here's what you're also agreeing to. Um, that it was weird. This The statement that they released initially did not match what they were potentially going to, now that we found out, is going to be a year suspension. There was a big gap. I don't know if that, you felt that way. It's like a consensual relationship with another person on staff. Yeah, it's a no-no. 
maybe there's a but, but then it jumps to hey they're probably going to suspend him for a year i'm like okay there's more to this oh for sure and then there's then there's more information coming out about not that it was not con- consensual if you notice that, that, that were... words in no more language like it's kind of just slowly faded to yeah or inappropriate or like unwanted right and now i'm not going to say like what ha- like we're gonna we're obviously going to find out more details most likely well tmz especially with the so you know gonna happen it what tmz's on the case now so you know what's gonna happen oh okay it's coming out well it sucks that players are gonna have to answer for it but it sounds to me I wonder if something was going on and then there was people that were in place that noticed it because it's it's easy to see that if you're around and maybe they talked to him and said something to him and they continued to do it. And maybe, I don't know. It's just a very bizarre thing. I hope there was nothing, you know, off the heels of the sun's owner, not not the same thing at all. But off of the, the the conduct of the Suns owner, who's now going to be you know selling, I was kind of forced to say like NBA, say what you want, especially with Silver in place here, even with Stern sometimes. But like they make it a point, it's like we don't care how big a star you are, we don't care what coach you are, we don't care. So they set a precedent. It's like, oh yeah, you're done. Versus other, you know, versus other sports, you see stuff like you know the whole Deshaun Watson, whether he's guilty or not. They're basing that off of other times people were suspended. And then even if you wanted to suspend somebody a year because you think the conduct is that detrimental, it's like, oh, no, it's like three years before that, this person that hit that woman until she was unconscious and, you know, was only suspended this. Mine doesn't count that far. So it's like you screwed yourself up from the first one. Now, this is all internal. So I'm I, I I would be interested to hear your take with this all because I'm I'm a little confused as to um, yeah what's going on. Well, the the press conference wasn't super enlightening. Um, I mean, Brad Stevens was clearly you could tell he was pissed. Um, I mean, he was emotionally kind of cracked up a little bit when he talked about how unfair it was that Twitter speculation and bullshit kind of went through and like. Any woman in the organization was subject to criticism or skepticism or anything, suspicion. Um, to me, it feels like the. I think Celtics want to get rid of them. Players love them. This is the middle ground. We suspend them for a year. Dust will settle a couple months from now. I'm sure more will come out before. I would imagine like you get a bigger picture of what the story is, but by Christmas, the next like, month or two, stuff will start coming out media cycle is just endless nowadays that things will fade time will come spring obviously a lot of it's continuing where the Celtics stand I mean clearly they have a lot of confidence in this Joe Mazzula guy he's pretty young I mean he was a finalist with Will Hardy for the jazz job so it's not like he's unqualified necessarily obviously he's never had the chance just like Udoka never had the chance for this last year Um, but to me it feels like there's enough here that like, I don't think Wick and Brad Stevens and Steve Pelley could fuck around with this type of shit. Like, I, I, in my head, I have to feel like Brad Stevens is basically like, this guy's a fucking dumbass. Like, got one of the best, arguably, three jobs in the entire league. 
making like what three million a year probably to coach his team. The fuck you doing? Like what are you doing? Um, so in my head, I think they I think they want to get rid of him. Again, players respect him. Had extremely extreme success. They don't have the whole picture. You got to think everyone in the organization knew that he was clearly chasing people in the organization. Like it's how do you hide a relationship like that? You know what I mean? But this is what I'm wondering. As you said, the players enjoyed him a lot, but I'm wondering if maybe the management thought the best decision right now was to keep withhold the information that they know internally. Correct. Yeah, I think there being like maybe some information that the players aren't up to date on, like of what happened, you know, certain things that happen in the, the organization. It seems like, I mean, that's the best way to stop is like Brad Stevens, others, part of the organization is like, hey, this stops here. We don't talk. We handle this ourselves and then we'll figure out a way to um, say, you know, of course, if there was something crazy, crazy, like actual criminal behavior going on, like there's no doubt they wouldn't be trying. You know, I I wouldn't doubt that and the the people in place would not be hide trying to hide that. But I do think that they were trying to maybe protect some of the situation from players. And so if the players don't know everything yet. Um, unless you know, unless you they they have discussed it with them. I don't know if I if you've heard anything. Well, by like all accounts, today with me today, all of them said they they have no more details than everyone else has. I mean, Tatum said he found yeah. out about it on Twitter, just like everyone else. So and they then did, I, they I, I a players meeting. Oh, sorry. But, no, they did they did say they had a players meeting, but it's not like they sat there and like, hey guys, players meeting. This is exactly what happened. This is why I suspended. It was more just like this is the plan going forward. Oh. Joseph guy. Yeah. And as as shitty as the situation is especially not what you want when the, the regular season after you just were two games away from winning an NBA championship, it's about to start up like three days before I would have loved to hear that. Oh, we just don't have Robert Williams. I, w- I would have wished that that was the worst news based on things had dealing with them. But I, at the same time, I will say this is an amazing opportunity to step in as a coach. Um, you have a your team that's ready to win. You have, you know, a relationship already with these guys, and here's your opportunity to prove yourself. Um, thousand percent. You know, the, the, thousand percent. I, I think he's going to be successful. And so here's the team, the team yeah. is good enough on paper that you don't need to do a whole lot. He's already. He, I don't know if you saw any of the quotes today from him, but like, culture's already established. We know what our identity was last year. But continuing that identity, I think he'll be successful. I mean, Tatum raved about him in the playoffs. Jalen Brown's a lot more quiet about everything, but even he today, you know, he said, you know, Joe believes in me. He says, doesn't see any limit on my game. So I believe in Joe. No. I think the team on paper, you still have good news in that locker room. Malcolm Brogdon coming in there, same type of dude. Malcolm Brogdon talks like he's an 87-year-old man. His voice is like, you ever seen any interview with him? Like, you look at him, and he starts talking like, I would not picture that voice coming out of you, man. It's, it's just so deep. Um, but I think, I mean, Obviously, not having Williams is going to hurt, but you know they have. I would not be surprised if Kevin Jelly gets some minutes. Cornette, everyone seems to think he's going to play this year and, and be not impactful but serviceable. Um, so, and what better time than the very beginning? Correct. You, you know, at this point, if Robert Williams doesn't come back until six months from now, but his knee is completely back to one hundred percent, all for it. Playoffs is all that matters, man. That's really all that matters. You want to obviously be in a higher seat because this is what you saw what happened last year with seating, um, but you. At the same time, you want to prioritize health. Even Tatum today asked him about, you know, playing rest days. He was like, I don't want to miss games, but I understand the science of your body recovering. Like, I have to talk about it, but, like, I want to play every game, which 
is unheard of for a superstar. Um, so we'll see. It's still, here's the thing. The only team on paper right now that I'm actually excited and has a chance to do anything. Patriots seem like they're going nowhere for at least the next year or two. Red Sox suck absolute asshole. And Bruins, you kind of forget they exist, to be honest with you. Hey, you sure do right now. Um, no, you're, you're not lying on that one. Um, I guess we'll just find out what the roster of the Bruins are when their first game is because I haven't had any news. Who's going to be playing? Uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's wrap this up here. Unless you have any last notes on um, some of those topics, uh, I do. I'd like to get into the the entertainment side of things. Uh, did you watch the 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 time leap House of the Dragons last night? And without going into plot line, because I'm 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 enjoying the storyline. Um, did it take you like? Did it take you a minute like it did for me, or a good chunk of the show to like? I don't know. It was almost like I was personally watching. I was almost putting these new actors, which I hear that a lot of the younger ones were already based off of these. So like they were in place first anyways. Um, I'm watching it. I'm like, Oh, tryouts. See how you do. You set me up with these younger guys. I got, I'm attached to them now. So I better see it later down in life. Uh, What did you think? Did you have any trouble uh, adjusting or did you just jump right into it? I, yeah, I don't think I personally had any trouble adjusting to it. I mean, you kind of knew it was coming. Um, yeah. And it, I guess the, I they did say that the younger actors may come back for season two, which may fill in that 10-year gap, what happened, you know? But it did kind of, it did kind of, I don't know, you know, they come back to flashbacks, you know what I mean? Um, it did, at least previous episode, leave it off that, like, planted that seed of what might happen, and then jumping forward 10 years, you kind of see it with you know, yeah, the two main female characters in the show, the you know, the gap that has happened over those ten years, um, mm. but definitely Game of Thrones of old. You know, you got some crazy shit happening. The source well, material—that's what I was saying. The source material is like it's not like Game of Thrones where they ran out of books and they had to kind of fly on their own, see their pants, and make shit up. Like they're going right. by what was written. So. You kind of know what's coming. I've never read the source material personally, but it, again, it's staying somewhat truthful to that. Yeah. So, um, well, that's what I was going to say. Is I, I, you know, Games of Thrones and now House of the Dragon. They've never, they've never been in the business of fan service. They've sort of done the things that make people a fan of it in the first place. You know don't what I mean? Don't get attached By, to any character. Well, it's, that's what I'm saying. So it would feel so like and service if they're like oh they really like these characters let's find a spot for them next year it's like no screw that they're done they're done they're older we know the new people now it's like bring the next freaking line you got a hundred and what 70 something years to fill in between so yeah. um now you got about 160 anyways, i've enjoyed it did you check up or catch up on atlanta i love yes. that show it's a great show man really the d'angelo you think. Is great. yeah you're not d'angelo you <laughs> The peanut butter like it's so out there it's so out there um man that that opening episode with the the wheelchair lady so great <laughs> he stands do you have anything else to do um just the fact that he wants to return yeah he's like yeah i, I bought this air fryer and then i remembered i had an oven <laughs> um i i really enjoyed that um those are kind of the two only shows any anything else you were have you watched Dahmer yet 
started it. I started it. Let's watch the first Pretty episode. We, we gotta watch. Oh, it's it definitely intense. I mean, um, I honestly like th- this. To me, is like American Horror Story has kind of gone downhill as we talked about. Maybe it'll redeem itself with another season. I don't know. There's only so much things you can do with American Horror Story. Um, this is like you know, this it's Ryan Murphy, obviously who did American Horror Story. It's Evan Peters who was in most of his seasons. And it's really fruitful source material for those two. Um, and it's a different spin on doing it where they, I mean, again, it's, I think it's pissed off some victims' families and re-traumatizing them, mm-hmm. if you will, but they also try to keep it yeah, truthful. Yeah. So, I know it's, it's one of those things you can't binge watch, for sure. You kind of got to watch an episode. But, all right, let's take a break for a day or two. Um, I, I, I'll give you Evan, Evan Peters, right? So good, man. He is so good. He's, he's such a fantastic, like, niche um, actor. Like, oh, yeah. he... Like I feel like he could do stellar on a huge, huge project, like a mainstream thing. But I feel like he just chooses these smaller. Like yes, he did his huge role in so many characters in American Horror Story. But like maybe I'm missing. Maybe he was in something that I'm not even he aware next of. Man, he's Quicksilver next month. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, but man, he's really kind of coming in his own. I, not that I, I, I will say Netflix kind of overdoes it. Like I, I just go right through any like every freaking Wednesday and every Friday. It's it's this story about the woman who drops her kid off of a bridge, and then like this mass killer. Let's go inside their head. I'm like, I'd rather not. Like, yeah, <laughs> rather not. Um, and so like the actual documentary one. So I guess this is good. I it's just it's just fascinating. Like that they. Like I, I think that they did a good job with the the, the, the portrayal, like in this case. But then there was a, what was the one Ted Bundy with uh, Zac Efron? Yeah. Like, let's put some really good looking people as, like I don't know. I, I do think that there is like a little bit of the romanticizing aspect that's kind of weird. Hundred percent. But yeah, it's a. Uh, I did start kind of watching some of that. So, um. Anything else? I think the Kid Cudi one comes out. That I'm excited about this week. But yeah. anyways, um, anything you want to say before we log off, close this show? Awesome. No, Pat's Pat's. Uh, so many games we can lose this year. Hang in there. Hang in there. The whole Love way. every minute of it. Every minute of it. Be present. All right. Uh, 104 of the Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast. We will talk to you again soon. Until then, enjoy sports and everything else in between. Great ending.